0: Texas Hemp Show. Which is podcast number 21 live from NOCO here in Denver, Colorado. Hemp Expo. Hemp Expo. Oh, the there you. You know, NOCO Hemp, annual. Hemp Expo. you ever been to this before? I have actually. I was at uh, two, three, and
1: four back in 15, 16, and 17. Oh, gee.
0: Well, very cool. I'm Russell Dowden, your host for and, and publisher of the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. Jesse's joining me here from the T- Texas Cannabis Collective. We've made the journey up from Texas here to Denver and uh Coleman Hemphill will be calling in he's upstairs working the booth and so uh we'll have him on uh, here shortly and, but joining us this week is Nathan Murphy of Hempliance and Nathan's going to How are you Nathan? I'm doing well. Thank you, Russell. <laughs> so uh, we got you in we've talked about uh hemp appliance was in the magazine recently with uh, with an advertisement and and yes, a little sir. a little article talking about hemp road and and hats off to sherry uh, <laughs> for getting uh, getting getting you in here and, and getting this all set up and and we appreciate the the business but we understand that the uh, the this new app kind of delivers a true chain of custody tracking and verification for growers. I guess, kind of tell us a little bit of your background and how this, and, and introduce Himpliance, I guess, for the listeners. Absolutely,
1: so I work with compliance We're based out of Austin, Texas, and we have digital track and trace using mobile devices, and we collect data directly from the field for farmers. That's the hemp Alliance app. And then recently we came out with hemp road, which is an app that's used for transporters, uh, including samplers. And so it's designed to uh, detect the GPS and timestamp of when a sample is taken, take some pictures and videos, and uh, then be able to track it all the way from the farm to the lab or farm to the, processor, if you will.
2: Sounds, sounds like the Domino's Pizza Tracker for hemp.
1: Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> it, it's an app description. I mean, you can you can track it, you can know where it's at, but uh, we put everything on the blockchain and, and we care very much about uh, data privacy and data security, so uh, we try to do everything we can to make sure that our users are protected and that they have the quality information that they need. This blockchain, can you put a COA inside the blockchain as well? Uh, we can. Uh, that depends on uh, the labs that we're that we're working with. We can either have a picture taken from the particular farmer when they get it back, um, or we are currently in the middle of an integration with the lab to
0: have it sent digitally, so that there's no paperwork. That's our nice. ultimate goal. Nice. Very nice. How how is the app available to download? Is it something people can pick up on the i? So you can Android go to or? Google Play Store or Apple Ice. Uh,
1: is it Apple App Store? So yeah, I'm they have the App Store and Google Play. Yeah, I'm a I'm an Android user. Me
2: too. So. I, I don't know what they even call the Apple <laughs> Store. I don't even pay attention. I, I just bought an iPhone.
1: We talked about this before the show. I don't even pay the, I don't even pay attention to the name of the App Store they have. Yeah, it's the place where you get your apps. Uh, so we we've downloaded both Hemp is for the farmer and uh, Hemp Road is for the transporters and the samplers. They can download them. Uh, it is also a possibility they can sign up on our website. If you go to the website in the uphemplianceinc.com, you can go to the upper right hand corner
0: and, and sign up with the system for what you are. so. Yeah, it looks like you know you can find out more about the, the hemp road product by downloading it there at the app store, but hemplianceinc.com forward slash hemproad is also the, the page that kind of gets you going uh, on the description of the product tell me i guess it simplifies sharing the manifest with the transportation permit holder digitizes the custody documents tell us i guess a little bit about what what the farmers going to you know learn and understand about this so what you're what you're looking at is uh, for each state you know the the rules
1: and regulations are a little bit different for each state so okay. i mean it, there's some variability we've we've built our entire system according to USDA so that um, we will have the compliance documentation for each of the users in the chain of custody uh, according to the need that they have. So um, we we would love to be able to to get official manifest through our system, but that's not currently um, a possibility. But what we do provide is all the same information that you are required to record and track uh, for USDA and for TDA, uh, or whatever state you may happen to be in. Um, We record that data, select it in in the app itself, uh, if you use it in conjunction with the farmer who has compliance, we can easily get the uh, you know we can we can get all the background um, sent over in a QR code. But if you're if you don't have a farmer who's using the compliance app, uh, there is a manual entry option so you can mm-hmm. put in the destination you're coming from and the destination you're going to, um, and then we'll be able to record uh, the the data
0: that way as well. So. Let's talk a little bit about compliance in the supply chain, and and what the benefits of him you know, using the service. Um, I understand it automates the USDA state compliance documentation. Um, it, it's good for farmers, uh, yeah. seed sellers, processors. You've got manufacturers. You mentioned earlier the ta- the transportation. Um, yeah. So what we what we've done is is we've we've gone back to the drawing board and we
1: said, what is it that that people need in the hemp industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, we realized that there's there's not a lot of trust in the industry, and so really what we built is a system that enables people to build trust with not only uh, their suppliers, but also with the people that they're selling the product to. And so, how you use the product will really depend on you know, where you're coming from within the industry. So, if you're a farmer or a seed seller, then you're growing product. And so, in that instance, uh, you know, if you're a single farmer, you would use the Hempliance app. You'd have your dashboard you could use. But uh, then you're given a code um, that we send you once you sign up, and you can share that with somebody who may be a consultant um, mm-hmm. or your potential buyer, and that that buyer, being a, a processor in in this case, would uh, be able to view the data that you've collected throughout the growth cycle. And so, some of that uh, some of that data is. Um, you know just the basic like how tall is it where did you plant it what's the gps location who's Mm -hmm. the farmer Mm -hmm. Some of that's pretty basic but then as you track the growth cycle over time uh seed sellers you know data is very important for genetics because uh i know you had a geneticist on fairly recently you had a seed seller with uh trilogy matt came on Mm -hmm. fairly recently and matt's here uh did you see matt upstairs i I haven't ran into him yet this time but uh, i do plan to see him Mm -hmm. while while we're here yeah um so, with seed sellers, what what they need to do is they need to know how their product performs in each of the different microclimates, and and then how does it perform if you're in Texas is is different than if you're in Illinois or Colorado, you know each of these regions, um, you know have have unique, um, I guess challenges that people face, and so. Uh, nobody knows for sure how genetics are going to perform in Texas. I mean, some people might have a, a little bit of an idea based on some previous experience, but mm-hmm. hemp is still new in Texas, so it is. it's it's a it's a process, and we understand that, and and we'd like to to help geneticists well, get the data that they need so that they can sell and make uh, informed decisions on the products that they're selling. Well, Nathan, how how recent has this been dropped, and, and how many users do you have? Yeah, so we've got about uh, 40 users, including those in our pilot program down in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working with uh, University, Prairie View A&M University. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. is doing some genetics research on, uh, in conjunction with some of the seed providers that we've been in communication with already. Um, and each of those users, uh, they, they kind of vary in not only their experience, but also, some of them are brand new, and, and this is their first time growing hemp, and so. Have y'all reached out to Dr. Trostel over there at Texas A&M? Uh, I've spoken to Dr. Trostel a, a couple times, they've. Um, seemed like they would be a good Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things I think that uh, we can help collect the data that they're looking to collect. Um, mm. It's one of those things that uh, I haven't been able to, to demo him personally yet, it's one of those uh, just situations just haven't been able to to cross paths in the in the right context yet. But uh, well, I, I mean, we'd definitely be interested in in helping universities to to do the data trials that they're doing as well.
0: Yeah, and they have that. The, there's a lot of universities out there that in their agriculture department that could, could, this data could be used positively. This is kind of fun. We're all here at NoCo. There's a little chatter in the background. There's PA system going on. Uh, there's, we're we're kind of down in the basement to get away from all the noise. Uh, but, uh, but no, that's cool. It's a good feeling. What did you guys think of the event yesterday? Of the
2: investor forum itself? Yeah. It was, standing outside and networking with people was better than <laughs> anything else the entire time. Yeah, I uh, got to do a honest. lot more
0: networking at the party afterwards than the, the actual uh, event uh, itself. Uh, how did you guys uh, enjoy that? Nathan? Yeah. So I uh, actually came over to the expo hall
1: earlier yesterday. I, I to was set up, or yeah, I was. Um, we don't actually have a booth here this time. We just decided to come over. But I had uh, to get make sure my badge got taken care of. I I know in the mornings when you come to these things, like uh, if I'd have come just this morning, it would have been uh, waiting in line for a couple hours before getting in. So I, I so sort of decided to. I've been to enough conferences to maybe bypass some of the headaches.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was surprised that they let me use the one I had from yesterday. They're like, oh, just go get your your temperature taken and fill out the COVID questionnaire, and you're good to go. I was like, okay, and no nice rescanning they it, it. They're like, no, you just go do these things. You already checked in.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's uh it's interesting. You know, um, we're all well aware that uh, there's still rules and regulations, and, and we got to all be cautious in some form or fashion. So it's nice that they're at least taking temperatures and making sure that people are. Uh,
0: yeah, you know, we're, we're admitting all admitting that they're safe. Yeah, we're all doing the safe bit and uh, and glad to be here in Denver. We're live again at NOCO 7 Conference here in Denver, Colorado. We'll take a quick break on the other side. It's the Texas Hip Show. We'll be right back after this.
3: A little up the road from the habitations in the towns we know Folks, you know, I've gone through a lot of pains over the last 20 years. My knees, my shoulder, and, of course, that back of mine. Now, I've tried everything, massages, acupuncture, cryotherapy, and finally I found something that really works for me. GreenMountainFlower.com. that's the cure. I've been looking all over the place for something that's going to help me feel good, help me sleep good. Green Mountain Flower has the most powerful CBD oil available, it's unique, and it really works for me and tons of other people. Now, you'll see all kinds of CBD oils in shops all around the place, you know, the convenience stores and gas. Stations and places like that, but none like Green Mountain Flower. And Green Mountain Flower has the most nodule CVD oil retailers right here in Austin, Texas. It's natural, 100% absorption, it's water based, and it absorbs into the body easier. It's unique and 100% organic formula, and it really has worked. Give a call today to 512 645 0510. Talk to Gene or Elsie and ask about the great products that they have. You'll find them on Facebook and online at greenmountainflower.com.
4: CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high-THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management, and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and Technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com.
0: Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Check Joe at TPS Labs at 956 That's 956 That's TPS Lab. Hey, guys, it's Russell with the Texas Hemp Reporter. Want to remind you to check out the website, the Texas Hemp Ranch. My friends at the Texas Hemp Ranch are currently leasing over 50 acres of land to grow your hemp operation for the next spring grow here in Texas. So get ready for that 2021 grow season and visit thetexashempranch.com or give us a call at 512-387-3377. Or you can email txhempranch at gmail.com for more information. The Texas Hemp Ranch is located there at... 969 off of 130 Toll Road in east of Austin. They provide the land. You grow your own hemp, leasing 50 acres. And we just uh, leased a, a some 5-acre slot the other day. You can lease a 5-acre spot or 10 acres. It's up to you. If you want to do 20 acres, just let us know. We've got about 50 acres, 45 approximately left to lease between now and late February. So just reach it out through the podcast here. Want to get a note out to our listeners that you can lease some land to grow your hemp this spring at the Texas Hemp Ranch, my friends out there. Uh, Go check those guys out online, The Texas Hemp Ranch, or give them a call at 512-387-3377. Thanks, and back to the show.
5: You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now back to the show with your host, Russell Doughton.
0: All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell. We are live here on the 25th of March seventh annual, annual NOCO Hemp Expo. And um, our, our guest this week is Nathan of Hemp Plants and the Hemp Road app. And uh, joining us is our co-host, uh, Jesse Williams from the Texas Cannabis Collective. And our new co-host, who's calling in from upstairs, is Coleman Hempill. upstairs there at uh, NOCO. How are you, Coleman?
6: Doing excellent. It's been a great show, been well attended. A lot of really, really great vendors. Definitely one of the premier business-to-business in the state always good to be in colorado and and uh learning new stuff every time um, we get out
0: yeah it really has been a, a a lot of vendors here a lot of people in the in the space i've gone around kind of picking up business cards and dropping off my cards and, and i haven't even touched coleman uh you know maybe 10 15 20 of the venue it's i haven't even explored the whole place it's it's pretty massive
6: yeah for sure and it you know it really spans from different farm implements uh, you know, this enterprises here has a lot of new tractor developments both for planting and harvesting a lot of people selling genetics here I'm here to, to be face to face with the different vendors um, be able to look people in the eyes and get more information on, on seeds, all the fertilization, all the irrigation, um, testing um, solutions, and, um, and then also a lot of people around the clients. And I know that that's one of the things that we'll be going over today with, uh, with Nathan from uh, clients.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Nathan's here, and we've been talking with him. He's kind of introduced uh, uh, some of the benefits of the app. How, Nathan, how, again, how long has is the app been out? And then you, you wanted to say during the break off, off air, there you just were making the distinction that the company is young, but the uh, but Hemp has been, it's been around for a, a little so, longer than. So the company the Hemp itself
1: program. is uh, about two years old, and then uh, we came out with the Hemp Pliance app uh, about eighteen months ago, and. Uh, just recently, you know, with the COVID period, it kind of put a damper on what we were trying to do last year, and. Uh, so we went back to the development drawing board and, and the dashboard that we came out with, which really translates that information that was launched in December. Uh, the first time we introduced that was, uh, I think, the first time we met, which was at the Hemp Cup up yeah. in, in uh, Wimberley. Down at, I guess that's down in Texas now that we're in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, then the Hemp Road app we recently launched in February. And so that's for the samplers and it's ready ahead of time for
0: the 2021 season. Excellent, excellent. Um, so, what do we have on the agenda for the rest of this conference? What are you guys doing, Nathan? Uh, um, we're all kind of experiencing the, the, you know, the networking here upstairs and picking up, uh, learning about the different vendors that are here. What, what, are you, what have you been attending today, and, and what's been your experience here at Noco?
1: Yeah, so I uh, I went to go see Hunter Buffington of the Hemp Feed Coalition speak a little bit. She's been doing a lot of great work on the the research with uh, genetics, uh, uh, not necessarily genetics, but with uh, feed and and university trials for um, you know just making sure that the the different industries with grain and and food processing and feeding animals can can move forward because. Uh, There's there's a lot of barriers in that, so that was that was a good portion. I also saw Brian Kunst from Colorado Department of Agriculture speak uh, briefly, Uh, and so I I think there's a lot of solutions that we have uh, that could help government entities. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, we're we're farmer first, and so trying to tomorrow's the farmer symposium, and and that's really uh, that was my main goal to come here and trying to connect with some some users and some farmers and, and introduce what we have to the general marketplace. Um, the sampling process in Texas, there's, there's a couple different avenues, right? So there's, you can do an unofficial sample and then you can do an official sample in Texas. We require a third party to do the official sample 15 days before harvest. Uh, I know they talked about pushing it to 30, but that hasn't been approved as far as I'm aware. Um, and so what has to happen is you have to have a third party registered sampler come out and actually take a, a cutting, uh, according to the rules that I'm actually a registered sampler Um, and so you have to take a cutting of at least five cuttings from a lot Um, and if you get over five acres then it becomes uh, one cutting per acre um, for that particular lot Uh, and then the samplers themselves uh, they take those cuttings they homogenize them and then they have to send them to the lab either taking them directly uh, or they can mail them using USPS Uh, and so the app itself uh, walks through that process with the samplers, and so the Hemp Road app is designed for samplers to to actually come in and take the sample. Uh, they take a picture of the location or or the uh, the actual plant that they're making the cutting from, uh, and we GPS and timestamp that location so we know when you made the cutting and where you got it from. Uh, and I say we as in like the sampler themselves, and then. Uh, on the back end, that database is available um, for the people that are that are relevant or in the need to know. So we can translate that information directly through to the labs. Um, we we can either push the information directly and have an integration, or we can give them. Uh, just like a cutout file, I guess, uh, so we, we can push the information um, digitally, or we can, if we're not, uh, so we have to integrate with the labs to, to make it all digital, but um, even without that, we have a manual process that uh, enables the sampler to get the information they need and, and send it over, and, and all of that's relevant for if there's a problem, so sometimes uh, there are mistakes in the cutting process or mistakes in taking the wrong part of the plant, and. If there are questions, uh, it's a protection for the sampler, uh, but it's also a protection for the farmer. So, um, you know, if there's a mistake and their, their crop says it's hot, but it was, a, it was a wrong sample, then, you know, there's some proof of what was actually done. And so, uh, you get in, you get out of it what you put into it, um, as with most things in life.
2: <laughs> I was talking to you during the break about how, um, is this gonna be available so somebody like a consumer could go to a store and start scan the barcode. And be able to say, okay, it came from this farm, it came from this area. I yeah. Thought you might want to a to touch on that on that goal.
1: Yeah. So uh, currently in our in our development process, we have uh, we're working on the lab integration platform, and from that, uh, once you have where the product was grown, that's the hemp Alliance app. Where the product was tested, that's the hemp lab app. And then how the product got there, the hemp road app. Then you also need to understand that there's a processor and then uh, once you get to the final sale, uh, all that information can be put into the same QR code um, over time and, and put on a retail label. And that retail label could give you the background of you know, who the farmer was for your hemp, you know when it was produced and where it was processed. And we can put all that into a, a QR code uh we don't currently have uh, a retail customer that's that's uh come on board yet but that's that's next in our in our development chain and we'd like to be able to get there hopefully by the end of the year but uh fingers crossed we can uh make that happen i like that sounds amazing is will here I mean, still i saw him earlier oh yeah will's uh will's around i'm not sure where he's at exactly at this moment <laughs> but uh that's our chief architect and uh he he really is Done a lot to, to help develop the system, and, and we've got some coders
0: in, in the back that have done some really good work, in, yeah. including Dave. Well, what, what, Will's an interesting guy, and, and I know he's uh, kind of the architect on a lot of this. Uh, uh, and then, uh, what's your background? I mean, you you came aboard right before COVID. You were telling me uh, uh, we were talking a little basketball off oh, the yeah. off the uh, <laughs> on, on, on the other day when we were you know, prepping for this. But we'll what, what was sports. your what was your background uh, prior to getting into this space? So I'm, a, I'm an
1: entrepreneur by trade and by education. So I went to Purdue University. I got a master, or an undergrad in management and economics. And so uh, I, I look at the world through an economics lens. And from there, I, uh, I ended up going back to grad school in 2015 for global entrepreneurship. I traveled the world. I uh, spent four months in France, four months in China, and four months in Purdue in, with 44 people from 17 countries. And then I got a master's degree from... Uh, from the work that we put in. Uh, and after that, I, I started a company up in Colorado doing uh, processing. So mm-hmm. I was in the hemp space as of 2015 working on uh, CO2 processing. Uh, we did a little ethanol work with hops, but uh, mm-hmm. from there we went um, and I took those products to oil and brought them to market. And so I, I got to run the gambit on when Colorado was really figuring out how does uh, how does this marijuana work with this hemp and the products are similar? and. Know just navigating the whole uh, red tape uh, that comes about uh, with the.
0: Were you here in Denver or where, where were you uh, based uh, in Colorado?
1: I, I lived in Silverthorne, so it's about an hour directly west. So if you go up to
0: the mountains, you hit the Continental Divide and then the first stop after you get over the hill. So which way does the water run uh, down your uh, from the drain to that part of the country? <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's actually most <laughs> of it's clockwise or around. counterclockwise. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, it's still
1: the northern it's nor- northern climate, so does it drain the, the Pacific? Uh, I, yeah, that's, so. that's the equator. It's the the, the different the, equation. The, the, but yeah, the oh. equator determines whether or not. It,
2: but uh, the funnel is counterclockwise or clockwise. Right.
1: But, so that's a, that's that's but an Australian but, 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 but,
2: <laughs> but the divide itself that you're talking about, so, he's wondering: does the water drain towards the Pacific Ocean, or does it go down like the Rio Grande <laughs> and go out to the Atlantic?
1: So a uh, little uh, interesting note of fact actually uh so dylan has a dylan dam there's a, a big old lake right there uh it's actually the water supply for denver and um there's a back when they first built it back in the 30s i think somebody built a hole that goes through the mountains and that lake dylan actually sends water to um Denver, which obviously, if it's on this side of the Continental Divide, mm-hmm. then it's going to go towards the east. And then all the other water goes the other direction out
0: towards California. So, Well, see, so the, that global, ma- that master's in global economics really came in handy for that question. <laughs> uh, you know,
1: it works out. Uh, I've, I've done quite a bit of traveling in my life, so uh, I've been very fortunate in, in uh, being able to see and, and understand how different people do different things.
0: Well, uh, this is real exciting. We are again here at the Texas Hemp Show. We're at the uh, Noco Expo, number seven, seventh annual. Um, I guess they didn't do it last year, right?
2: They did not do this last year. So this is. Um, we're wearing 2020 lanyards. Lanyards.
0: No, but our um, uh, this was only my second event after the one that we met at met Nathan at um, there at the the Hemp Cup. Yeah. And and that dynamic duo is walking around here somewhere uh liz and um liz, Pat- and, liz and patrick yeah patrick and liz are so- somewhere upstairs there but, uh, House. but but i'm glad that uh, uh events like this are starting to happen again and they're taking all the, they've obviously taken all the protocols for COVID, and you know they test you and question you and you come in coming in here and so they're following a lot of that say so uh, those were safety rules uh, but, um, Jess, what do you think about the the, the difference between Denver and Colorado than Texas?
2: With I, I told to you, come? when I get into Denver, I look at it, and I'm like, oh, we're in the Austin of Colorado. <laughs> <I'm>
0: <laughs> <with> it, Boulder. <laughs> it, it is a, a democratic city like Austin. It's just how quickly it gets
2: cold. <laughs> we're, we're having a drink yesterday, and it went from being like, what? Fifty-five degrees,
0: like thirty, in a, in a matter of like fifteen minutes. I don't think it got to be thirty, but it was cold. But uh, no, we're excited here at Noco, and we're just glad to be able to get back into experience some of these events that are taking place now. That uh, things are, are starting to lighten up with regards to COVID. So it's good that we're actually getting to meet each other and face to face and have have that uh, that physical ne- networking experience. Also, another event coming up is our friends over. There at the Lucky Leaf Expo. Uh, they had a big ad there in the, uh, and billboards all over Austin right now uh, for the Texas Triangle Tour. Um, they are going to be in Austin at the um, Palmer Auditorium, I believe, uh, on May 14th through the 15th. The Lucky Leaf Expo is online at LuckyLeafExpo.com. And then they have uh, one in Dallas. That's the 9th and 10th of July uh as well and then on in houston on november 5th and 6th so uh there's conferences coming uh there's a triad a of triangle tour with the texas triangle tour there so um, we're excited that that's coming then they also have the uh, oklahoma expo on september 3rd and then jackson mississippi also on october 8th and 9th so uh, very um, uh, lots of events coming up with that the uh, lucky leaf expo and i think maybe there's some other events you guys here here uh, oh the guys at the got one the Texas crew's going to do that one in November, yeah, I, I think. I think that's yeah. the Kush the guys. Yeah, the Kush um, guys are redoing that one in November in Dallas again. Yeah,
1: I saw that one. That, uh, that's actually where uh, the first one is where I met the group from Hempliance and how I got my job when I moved down to Texas in 2020. So uh, it, it worked out. And then um, I also want to plug one more for the um, Midwest Hemp Council. Uh-huh. Um, they have an event coming up, Hemp at the Crossroads, in early December, first weekend of December.
7: Yeah, I was just gonna say, I actually just ran into to Jamie just a little bit ago. So y- y'all been doing some work with them. I I can't speak personally highly enough of of Jamie Campbell Petty and, oh, yeah, and the Midwest Hip Council. A- another great attendee here. And yeah, so tell me a little bit, kind of y'all y'all work with a number of different associations, yeah. and kind of where y'all's target markets are, and you know, and, and then also you know how c- people can get in touch with you. Yeah, so my
1: uh, my relationship with Jamie actually spurned from uh, meeting Brandy, which is one of our, their members associate, and uh, we joined them on the policy level so that uh, we can be involved with what's going on in the Midwest, and um, our, our goal with the associations is really to to get out to, to users so that they can, um, so the users being the farmers and growers, and, and we want to be able to, to work with people where they are, and, and we understand that uh, Texas isn't the only one trying to figure out what the best genetics are, so, you know, research kind of goes deep, and so we'd like to talk to processors who are, are the buyers and, and are helping to define, you know, what uh, the markets are, so we've, we've been trying to build a relationship with uh, people like IND Hemp or South Bend Hemp, which is uh, in Kansas, uh, for those Indiana folks that's, that's not South Bend, Indiana. We're not talking about Notre Dame, but, uh, with, uh, with them, I think they're, they're all doing pretty good work. And, you know, there's a number of different processors coming up in Texas, uh, here and there and, uh, talking to them is, is, uh, important so that we can know where the, where the markets are. And, uh, then, uh, we'd also like to talk to some of the genetic companies that are involved in this. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a, we, we have offerings that, that span the market and and we're really here to help collect the data that will help the industry as a whole to understand what it is that we have and and provide some trust and um you know really this this whole industry is still nation it's been a few years you know 2014 was really the start but uh we we all see and i believe we all see that um there's much more that this industry can be, uh, but we've got to build up the supply chains. And so, uh, wherever the supply chains are, they've uh, that's where we're interested in being.
7: Yeah, and compliance is absolutely is such a cornerstone for the industry, and and progressively is really a prerequisite for the best distributors. I mean, if yeah. you want to get to, to Kroger, to, to HEB, compliance is so key. And so you know, thank you for for sharing this. Um, how do people get in touch with you? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So my name is is Nathan. You can feel
1: free to call me or, or send me an email at Nathan at App. That's N-A-T-H-A-N at H-E-M-P-L-I-A-N-C-E dot A-P-P. That's my email. Um, you can call me at my phone number. It's 260-415-6845.
0: Um, so I'm, I'm around, and I'm available to help. Well, thank you so much. Our guest this afternoon here live from uh, NOCO 7 in Denver, Nathan Murphy of Plants, And uh, thanks for stopping by, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you, Russell and Jesse and Coleman. Good to see you guys. All right, we'll be back on the other side. It's a quick break. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be back after this for, live from NOCO in Denver.
3: Folks, you know I've gone through a lot of pains over the last 20 years. My knees, my shoulder, and of course that back of mine. Now, I've tried everything. Massages, acupuncture, cryotherapy, and finally I found something that really works for me. GreenMountainFlower.com. That's the cure. I've been looking all over the place for something that's going to help me feel good, help me sleep good. Green Mountain Flour has the most powerful CBD oil available. It's unique and it really works for me and tons of other people. Now, you'll see all kinds of CBD oils in shops all around the place. You know, the convenience stores and gas Stations and places like that, but none like Green Mountain Flower. And Green Mountain Flower has the most nodule CVD oil retailers right here in Austin, Texas. It's natural, 100% absorption. It's water based. And it absorbs into the body easier. It's unique and 100% organic formula. And it really has worked. Give a call today to 512 645 0510. Talk to Gene or Elsie and ask about the great products that they have. You'll find them on Facebook and online at greenmountainflower.com.
4: CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high-THC cannabis, and GMP cleanroom management, and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and Technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com.
0: Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. show at TPS Labs at 956 383 That's 956 383 That's TPS Labs. Hey, guys, it's Russell with the Texas Hemp Reporter. Want to remind you to check out the website, the Texas Hemp Ranch. My friends at the Texas Hemp Ranch are currently leasing over 50 acres of land to grow your hemp operation for the next spring grow here in Texas. So get ready for that 2021 grow season and visit thetexashempranch.com or give us a call at 512-387-3377. Or you can email txhempranch at gmail.com for more information. So the Texas Hemp Ranch is located there at 969 off of 130 Toll Road in east of Austin. They provide the land. You grow your own hemp, leasing 50 acres. And we just uh, leased a, a some five-acre slot the other day. You can lease a, a five-acre spot or 10 acres. It's up to you. If you want to do 20 acres, just let us know. We've got about 50 acres, 45 approximately left to lease between now and late February. So just reach it out through the podcast here. Want to get a note out to our listeners that you can lease some land to grow your hemp this spring at the Texas Hemp. Hemp ranch my friends out there uh, go check those guys out online the texas hemp ranch or give them a call at 512-387-3377 thanks and back to the show
5: You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, Back to the show with your host, Russell Doubt.
0: All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show, live from NOCO 7 here in Denver, Colorado. We are uh, glad to be hanging out here in the Mile High City. Our, our co-host this week, as always, has been uh, Coleman Hemphill over the last few weeks, and then Jesse from the Texas Cannabis Collective. Um, oh, and then Heather just said tomorrow's fine. On the uh, Heather Fazio will be joining us on tomorrow's recording of the podcast as we cover day two of NoCo Seven. Um, let's jump to Texas. Although we're in uh, up, up in Denver, uh, let's jump to some news in Texas with Coleman here. On and, and um, the Smokable Hemp Band had some updates. That was uh,
7: on Monday, I believe. Yeah, and, and I really look forward to, to getting Heather's take on it, too. Um, Jesse, I believe, actually got to, to watch that while it was going on live. Um, he'd probably be that, the best witness to, to kind of <laughs> give you the, the the lay of the land on, on what the plaintiffs brought and what the state...
2: Um, the, the plaintiffs treated this as... The state was pretty much saying, Well, you know, we, our goal is we, we regulate marijuana, and hemp is to them technically a form of marijuana as it all comes from the same plant by law. So they went, <laughs> The just pretty much said, This is like you saying, Well, we, we need to get rid of cocaine. We have to regulate cocaine. So, well, baking powder looks like cocaine. So you can't sell baking powder. <laughs> We're like, well, we don't do that. There's legitimate uses for it because it's legal the same way hemp is legal. And pretty much the state's argument over and over was, well, we want to ban we want to regulate it. We can regulate it if we want.
7: Yeah. So so two parts of that. So it sounds like the state wasn't really going for or, or the judge rather wasn't really going for the state that was almost trying to get the people to to waive their Fifth Amendment rights, you know, or incriminate themselves or or that in some way by being a part of these different businesses, they were doing something illegal and, and the well, me, plaintiffs well, mean
2: you talked about on the phone is it, it was to determine whether or not the government was being over overly oppressive. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was there too much of a burden they were placing on businesses versus the government having a burden on itself? And the only burden the states really said is they go, well, the officers don't know the difference when they see somebody smoking it. So it became this back and forth about testing and if you could recognize it instantly. And in the state consistently comes back and goes, we're just trying to reduce prevalence. We don't see that as oppressive.
7: Lighten like, up, Texas. Well, but the, didn't they also admit that someone can possess and consume hemp products in state oh, and well, the state? And then arguably,
2: You yeah. could literally go home, grind the flour up, roll a smokeable of your own, walk right back outside, and there's no penalty for that. You can do it in your own home, but somehow you get to become a business of any sort and it's illegal.
7: Yeah. So the the plaintiffs are trying to, to ultimately prove that this is arbitrary, capricious and burdensome. And, you know, and there are two different elements as I understand it with the case. You have the statute, which prohibits the processing and manufacturing. And then you also have the rule that DSHS put in place related to the retail sales of smokable products. And it sounds like the state says, you know, we can regulate what we want and you know, and I'm no attorney and this isn't, you know, legal advice, but constitutionally, if it's in law, they have the the right to regulate that. Now the rule That's what
2: you just said is the issue is it has to be in law. And the plaintiffs even brought that up. They went, you can't make implications. As rules an implication from the law but like the law explicitly says you just can't manufacture this it says nothing about you can't sell it and apparently state the state of Texas has a statute that says you cannot just start implying other laws like as codes and ordinances off of another law basically it has to be straightforward what the law wants to do And if it's not there they claim DSHS doesn't have the authority to make
7: that rule yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, it sounds like the judge wasn't going for some of the the state's arguments that was really trying to incriminate people and and mischaracterize this. I mean, even going back to, to 2016 in Texas, the Department of Public Safety at that time had come and confiscated a bunch of products from different pharmacies in Austin. And, mm-hmm. and what resolved out of that is DPS, even at that time, said that this is legally ambiguous and they chose not to prosecute. Um, this has been something that's been federally legal for marketing purposes, which means to sell of those products really since 2014. So it, it sounds like the judge is pretty wise to that and that's positive for the hemp industry yeah. from that standpoint. Oh, well, that was something that came up because
2: the company that's involved is called Wild Hemp Hemp Et. And they're like, we, we've been operating since before 2019. And the guy's like, well, nobody's been able Eldred says, nobody's been able to legally make any products in Texas before we passed our bill in 2019. And Judge Livingston goes, well, the name the state must have given their blessing for this. No, they didn't. Well, there's a company called Wild Hemp. Ding, ding, ding. What do you think they're going to be working with? <laughs> and the fact that nobody has gone and shut this down would mean that, well, it means the state's kind of complicit in it. They, they gave a blessing to this. But now all of a sudden, oh, no, 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 we didn't. No such thing.
7: Gave a blessing, turned a blind eye, what have you. Well, it's <laughs> ambiguous. Yeah, and now we are, you know, in in this place where we're again waiting on on the judge to rule. She could rule today. It could be several months from now. Um, I'm hoping that we have a, a quick judgment on this, so that we have a better understanding of what needs to be cleaned up and resolved in the statute. And fortunately. We do have Senate Bill 1778 that really opens up all of the different.
2: Seven, I thought it was 1776. I,
7: you know, I thought it was too. I, I need to get some new glasses. It's 1778. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we need to know what needs to be resolved. Fortunately, these different bills open up a lot of different sections of code that that could be um, could be changed. You know, I think we should be pushing to to scratch the consumable hemp provision related to to smokeable hemp products this this ban on manufacturing and processing puts the state of Texas right now in a position where you can grow the crop in the state ship it to Oklahoma ship it to New Mexico ship it to any other state that has a legal hemp program package it in whatever way you want to ship it back into the state because the Department of State Health Services only has jurisdiction within the state how can they really go after people in, in these different states now that being said, I think there's a lot of room for for more public safety um, things to be put in place. I think we should have more in-state testing because there has been, I mean, some other recent news in the state. You know, um, it seems now like one to two stores a week. Um, they have now been getting raided in the state, different DA products that have been confiscated and then some of these products are hot you know for, for our retail listeners out there. Oh, it's not fair for, I, I
2: personally think it's not fair for a lot of the retailers the way the law was written. basically, if you get a bunch of products in you sell them over the counter and somebody takes it home and goes, oh, "I got intoxicated and goes and runs and tells the police and they test this product and they go, "Oh, it's above 0.3." They can then go back to the shop and say, did you test these, did you do anything? It doesn't matter, they hold the shop responsible for it. Because pretty much to them, it's do you hold the person who bought it responsible? But at the same time, for for a shop to go and test everything that comes through there,
7: would the cost would be insane. Yeah, and and that's just something to be aware of, that the, the DEA has said that Delta 8 is a legal product. If it comes from hemp, and it's not an issue of D8, but are your D8 products really DA 8 products? Um, it's really, really important that you're doing your due diligence to make sure that you're not above that 0.3 Delta 9 uh, test. And, we'll have,
0: and we're going to have a, take, we're gonna take a quick break, guys. We're gonna, more of this we'll, conversation will continue certainly tomorrow with Heather Fazio on the Texas M Show. We'll take a quick break live from NOCO 7. We'll be back after this break.
3: You know, I've gone through a lot of things over the last 20 years, my knees, my shoulder, and of course that back of mine. Now, I've tried everything, massages, acupuncture, cryotherapy, and finally I found something that really works for me. Greenmountainflower.com, that's the cure. I've been looking all over the place for something that's going to help me feel good, help me sleep good. Green Mountain Flower has the most powerful CBD oil available. And it's unique and it really works for me and tons of other people. Now, you'll see all kinds of CBD oils in shops all around the place, you know, the convenience stores and gas stations and places like that, but none like Green Mountain Flower. And Green Mountain Flower has the most nodule CBD oil retailers right here in Austin, Texas. It's natural, 100% absorption. It's water based. And it absorbs into the body easier. It's unique and 100% organic formula. And it really has worked. Give a call today to 512 645 0510. Talk to Gene or Elsie and ask about the great products that they have. You'll find Find them on Facebook and online at GreenMountainFlower.com.
4: CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high-THC cannabis, and GMP cleanroom management, and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and Technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com.
0: Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956 That's 956 That's TPS Lab. Hey guys, it's Russell with the Texas Hemp Reporter. Want to remind you to check out the website, the Texas Hemp Ranch. My friends at the Texas Hemp Ranch are currently leasing over 50 acres of land to grow your hemp operation for the next spring grow here in Texas. So get ready for that 2021 grow season and visit thetexashempranch.com or give us a call at 512-387-3377 or you can email txhempranch at gmail.com for more information. So The Texas Hemp Ranch is located there at 969 off of 130 Toll Road in east of Austin. They provide the land. You grow your own hemp, leasing 50 acres. And we just uh, leased a, a some five-acre slot the other day. You can lease a, a five-acre spot or 10 acres. It's up to you. If you want to do 20 acres, just let us know. We've got about 50 acres, 45 approximately left to lease between now and late February. So just reach it out through the podcast here. Want to get a note out to our listeners that you can lease some land and grow your hemp this spring at the Texas Hemp Ranch, my friends out there. Uh, Go check those guys out online, the Texas Hemp Ranch, or give them a call at 512 387 3377. Thanks, and back to the show.
5: You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter, 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine, now. Uh, back to the show with your host Russell doubt
0: all right welcome back to the Texas Hemp show we are live here at uh, uh, snow coast 7 here in the Mile High city of Denver Colorado um, joining me Coleman Hemphill and Jesse Williams and um, what do you guys think so far? Yesterday was fun. Um, I did more networking at the Mixer than I did uh, the business seminar. I didn't pay a whole lot of the, I wasn't in the business seminar long, but uh, this is a lot cooler with all the vendors and, and get to, to mingle and, and meet people. Um, it's, been, it's been fun so far for me because this is only my second event um, after the Hemp Cup and uh, getting to meet people that I've known over the phone and over email. So uh, I'm enjoying myself so far.
7: It's been really cool to see all of the people from Texas coming up this year, <laughs> you know, and, and seeing yeah. this real surge of the the Texas hemp industry and, you know, a lot of the same wonderful faces. Um, Morris really does a great job in, in pulling together a lot of great speakers here. I, I think Sid Miller is up here. Um, the, the governor of, of Colorado, I believe, spoke today. Um, also, a lot of the, the folks with the Colorado Department of Agriculture, a really good you know lay of the the hemp land from the regulatory side a lot of great law firms that are here um you know nathan with with him clients uh, i'm here with with ionization labs and can uh you know, in, in all of the genetics, all the things we laid out earlier, it's a really, really great show. Um, definitely encourage people to, to look at this show. And then also remember that um, they also do the Southern Hemp Expo. That'll be later mm-hmm. this fall. Um, That's going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be a lot of the same faces. Um, but there is, you know, there's a difference between going from Colorado, a, a legal state, to, to North Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, you know, states that. Um, are definitely growing in the hemp space um, and and definitely have a lot of room for for growth well i
0: got to go um yesterday to do my first shopping of uh a some 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 other products, and I I've shopped around the window, shopped and looked around, and and, and you, you, it's a very culture shock for a Texas guy. I've never i never seen that stuff, and so it's very uh, very different here in Denver with uh, with that aspect. But um,
7: there's some cool events coming up. That one in rallies the next one that Morris is doing. Uh, what's the date on that one? I, I believe it is late September, if I'm not mistaken. And and you can see that ad. I know that we've yeah. we've run several ads in in uh, the past. Uh, was past that? publications.
0: Oh, that's September 2nd and 4th. So that yeah. one's still at the end of the summer. Uh, there's one coming up. Lucky Leaf Expo is coming up in Austin um, in a few weeks. Uh, in a month. That's May 14th and 15th, a uh, month and a half uh, away. And then um, those guys from the Texas, uh, the, the Kush guys were here and uh, talked to them about marketing their November show. So the one they did in uh, January of 2020 that you guys were at, um just before things went crazy they're they're doing it in november um of of this year
7: yeah well
0: in dallas again
7: you know the more we see more shows happening the more people can organize those shows and and it's a it's a domino effect for sure so that the timing is right right now this is definitely a a time that people need to be doing a lot of due diligence on their soils um, really doing a lot of due diligence with their their seed providers um, making sure you're up on your on your paperwork and, and compliance um, again you know, really thankful to, to Nathan with compliance who came on today yes. and um, we'll, we'll catch y'all next week and actually um, no, we're, we're gonna be running again tomorrow oh. yeah you know Heather's Heather's here. It's, um, it's way too convenient to have a bunch of brilliant people wondering. Uh, well,
0: well, we had Nathan scheduled for Wednesday of this week, which we're now recording on Friday, and then Heather was next week, but they're all both here in uh, NOCO, so we're knocking these shows out back-to-back uh, Friday and Saturday. So we'll we'll be back and do another recording uh, with uh, with our guest Heather Fazio tomorrow, and we'll, and we'll talk a little more about the Smokeable Hitman and, and, and that and that controversy, see how, how things play out with the... Uh, with the ruling on there Jesse final thoughts I hope everyone is safe at this event
2: everybody's all the rules hey, Jesse. Just, everybody's been worried and it's like just I don't think we're
0: going to see trouble from people at this event no it's been it's been great so far I'm enjoying it uh thank you Coleman Jesse Nathan, we'll check in with you guys tomorrow. So, any final thoughts, Nathan? Hey, just glad to be here, and I appreciate you guys' time, and I look forward to seeing you again. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Nathan, for, hey, for hey. Nathan uh, uh, Murphy and him flying and sticking around with us. No, go seven, baby. Let's go. All right. See you guys. We'll see you next time. It's the Texas HIP